Welcome to Machine Learning, How the World Works. One of the most important things that we can protect is our self-esteem. Anytime we lose our self-esteem, we run into the problem of self-doubt, self-criticism, a destructive path that leads to pain and suffering. So how do we protect our self-esteem? Well, that always seemed to challenge me as a young man. I wrote a lot in my journal. I wrote a lot about how I viewed myself, my identity, things I wanted to improve and so forth. And most of the things that I set for goals, like I wrote down 20 goals, most of them I've achieved. I haven't uh, acquired the ownership of a Porsche, but I probably in my lifetime will be able to afford one. And I was able to get married. I was able to raise a family. I was able to find a good job. I was able to have own a house. There, these were very modest, really, as a young man, uh, early teenage man. I had those aspirations. And I thought maybe I would like to go study law, but I, I really like computers. And so uh, when I was in college, I realized I was really good at computer programming. And when I came back from my mission, I thought, well, I, I, was, I should continue my pursuit to study law. So I started studying political science, pre-law, constitutional law, etc. And then I realized that I wanted to make money and Computers were a good career, and so I switched. I switched into computers. Those things um, helped me to kind of build my confidence. And the most important thing I think I realized through that, that experience of going from a young man to an adult was uh, is that I needed to find things that I were good that I was good at that I could build my confidence in and then feel comfortable in doing and become very competitive at. And so I did like to compete, and I competed against a lot of students from BYU for my first job, and I did acquire a job. And later, I worked for companies for quite some time. I worked for one company for 15 years, and then decided to make a, a career change. It still was in computers, but I wanted to get into a new technology, leaving the ERP and moving into the C-sharp arena. Kind of where I originally started, I was a Unix C, C++ programmer working on Sun Systems and writing code in for X Windows and Motif. And then I went into Windows, Microsoft Windows, and did VC, C++, Visual C++ with the Microsoft Foundation class. And then I switched into uh, Visual Basic, which is was really strange and now I've moved into Python instead of Visual Basic and for my data manipulation and I like SQL and I do C sharp. So that helped me build my confidence and that confidence was very important. Now all of the self-improvement, self-criticism really didn't do much for me in terms of my feeling of self-esteem and self-worth. But the thing that really helped me was the vision or belief that I would have a family, that I would be able to take care of that family, 
and that God had a plan for me. And I look and I talked often in prayer to God and asked him for a family and asked for help to achieve my goals. And he did listen and he did help me along those goals. I believe that pattern is for everyone. We don't have to lose out. We can we don't need to have shallow friends. We can find the opportunity to become important. And importance starts with ourselves. We need to be our best advocate. Uh when you have a ten- ch- chance to criticize yourself or do self-criticism, I would halt and build a t-chart and on one chart put your self-criticism down and on the other put your advocacy down why you feel that those things were not fair what you see in your potential um, what are the opportunities for for um, growth in your camp don't let criticism become the inhibitor for opportunity Opportunity is more important than self-improvement. Because often I, I would read these self-help books and they would talk about how to win friends and influence people. All great books talk about relation, building relationships of trust um, and, and working on building people relations. Very important. Being a people person is very important. And at the same time, it would talk, it seemed like that you were never good enough I don't think I could ever perform at those levels. Could you ever meet those expectations? And so what you have to do is start where you're at. And those are by small changes. And you work on those small changes. You start off teeny. You start working on those small improvements. And you start leveraging the things that you're good at. And that builds opportunity. I know several people in my life who worked on some simple things simple ideas, built them into successful ideas, built teams around those ideas, built companies around those ideas, and are at this time very prosperous in what they're attempting to do. If we feel ashamed of who we are, we cannot achieve what we want to become. And what we want to become is a plan that God has for us. He has a plan for us. We may not understand that plan, but as we seek his will, we will discover what that plan is, and it's going to be greater than anything that we could possibly have and visualize for ourselves. We may influence a group of people. We may influence a team of people. We may influence a room full, a conference room of people, and then we may influence a nation full of people. We don't know the full extent on which God will use our skills and talents and what plan he has aware for us. But we do know that he can help us and he is totally aware of what we're going through. The real question that we have to answer in our mind is will we trust him? Will we trust him to lead us down our paths of life, our careers, our choice in our mates, our choice in our cars, our choice in our friends? Will we trust him to um, how we will spend our time, how we will spend our energy, and uh, to what we will spend our money on. There will always be tornadoes that run through our lives, and they will create havoc and destruction. But if we look 
to the bigger picture of what God has for us, then we won't become discouraged. We'll be able to uh, have compassion. And people will have more compassion towards us. And as we have more compassion towards them, they can see on our faces, they can see in our persons that we're people of trust because we turn our our trust to the Lord. We can relax. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be stressed. We don't have to be in control. And those things then open the door for Christ to heal us. And that healing is a miracle. It's a wonderful thing. It's a process which you, if you haven't felt, will, once you do feel that, you'll feel great relief. Uh, weight is lift off your shoulder. Things that have bothered you for a long time no longer bother you and plague you. You'll write in your journal your feelings. You express those uh, fears. You write down the advocacy that I've told you about. And you champion yourself and you feel good about yourself. You have to look at yourself you liked who you were, and you have to look at what you become. And there are going to be some that have propensities for anger. There are going to be some that have propensities for hatred, some that are going to have propensities for depression. But these things can be advocated within yourself to find that value that is important uh, to say what you're willing to receive from God. And that's the real barrier, is what you are willing to receive and where you're willing to let him take you. If you don't let him, you're not willing to receive anything from God, you don't want to believe in him, then you will receive very little. If you are like Saul who fought against God, but yet God saw the potential in Saul who became Paul and realized that he would have a great mission and that the Lord uh, would have him bear his testimony of got him of his divinity to the Romans, then you may find yourself fighting against the Lord and seeing that he is more powerful than you. If you're depressed and you feel uh, that he God is not hearing your prayers and petitions and pleadings and that he is impartial and does not care about you, then persist and seek him more and do the hard work that is necessary to find God. Finding God is not easy. It requires sacrifice. It requires hard work. It requires discipline. But those things give you freedom. And then you can feel his love and you can feel his peace. The whole process starts with humility. We have to be humble and honest. And then when we're humble and honest, we can start to see what the path that we need to follow, the path that will lead to healing. We can, re- we can recover from the tornadoes of life. We can enjoy the blessings of Jesus Christ. We don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to be ashamed of who we are. We don't have to be ashamed of what we did. You know, if the things that we did have bad consequences, we need to evaluate them. We need to find out what was the reason for that. What were those feelings that were driving that bad behavior? What were those beliefs that uh, led to actions that cause the outcomes that had negative consequences. Maybe it was a lack of boundaries. Maybe it was a lack of um, vision. Maybe it was a lack of understanding your feelings. And you need to write those feelings down. You need to write those visions down. And those things then become assets to you. I believe in Heavenly Father. I believe that 
miracles result from hard work. Um, I believe that God is our higher power and that he can lift us up. He gives us power. He gives us that peace. And when we're surrendered to him, we're not trying to fight God. When we're, we're at peace with him, we can make a peace offering of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. And that peace offering ascends into heaven and he then sends his spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And that we know then that God exists because we can feel him. We can feel his presence. We can feel his power. We can know that he exists and that Jesus will listen to us.